If I was permitted to keep only one book, I would keep this one. It has so many voices and so many stories to share. It is absolutely worth keeping on your bookshelf. Because it is so diverse in the people that have contributed to it and the stories really do teach you about the lives of others. So it's very difficult to read this book and become insular and just have one point of view. I think when you read it, it's definitely important to leave your biases to one side, your assumptions, but just approach the book with an open heart and an open mind and just read the stories because these voices are sharing really personal stories They are painful, they are funny, they are the human experience. This book is called We Can Do Better Than This by Amelia Abraham and it's 35 LGBTQ plus voices. What was interesting was at the time of this book being written, which was 2021, being gay was illegal in 69 countries and punishable by death in six and being trans was criminalised in 13 UN member states. When I checked these figures in August 2022, it turns out that worldwide 71 countries now criminalise homosexuality as of 2021. Most of these countries are located in the Middle East, Africa, Asia. Now, those figures came from Statista. So it's, you know, it's always worth having another look because the figures do change. But the fact still remains that as a community, we are not wanted in a lot of countries. But what's powerful with this book is it's sharing what it's like for those in other countries, those who live in these places where being gay, being queer is illegal. And for those of us who who can walk down the street holding our partner's hands or who can wear our rainbow tops, who can wave the, the queer flag, For those of us who can do that without being sent to prison, without being subject to hard labour, it's absolutely worth the read because it reminds us just how free we are. Although we do have issues here in the UK, we have so much more freedom than a lot of places. So the thing I love about this book is how it shares the experiences of others. There is a section in here that I would like to read to you, which I thought was powerful. And what I like, it's Kate Bornstein. Now, she is an American author, playwright, performance artist, actress and gender theorist. And the reason I chose this particular section is because it shows that in some ways so much has changed and yet nothing has changed. But it is a powerful example of someone who is older in our community, with so much life experience, sharing how they have seen the world change. So let me just read to you this section. I'm 72 years old and I have been analysing gender every single day since I was four. I've seen and still see gay men at odds with lesbians, drag queens at odds with trans, and monogamists at odds with polyamorists. I've seen non-binary folks at odds with genderqueer. As I'm writing this, a group of lesbians, gays and bisexuals in England have broken off from Stonewall, that nation's oldest and most inclusive 
LGBTQ plus civil rights group. The splintering L's, G's, B's claim they have nothing in common with those T's. In every one of the above cases, the language almost everyone feels justified in using about their perceived foes is often harsh, mocking and cruel. We praise others for their accomplishments in the field of hate speech. We like and retweet the particularly nasty bits. And the more we do that, the deeper the wedge we drive between people who by all rights should be part of a loving family. Continued and escalating infighting amongst factions of LGBTQ plus people will only result in the inability and unwillingness to come together when we really need to unite in some big emergency that affects us all. The prospects of which are becoming more likely with each passing day. From my vantage point, as an elder in our subculture, I see that all our infighting comes down to this. We simply cannot agree on what exactly is the truth of sexuality and gender. She then goes on to say, Gender is relative to context and point of view. I think when I read that, it reminds me why I need to make sure I check my biases. Instead of listening to what is said on the news, something I really don't tune into that often. Not sure if that's a good or bad thing. But if I really want to learn about my community, I need to speak to those within the queer community to be mindful about where I get my information. But this book, to me, is powerful because they are honest stories. There are these 35 voices sharing their experiences, sharing their truths. This book will cause you to take a look at the discrimination you feel against another group within our community. Because quite frankly, if the queer community is being discriminated against. I don't care where you are on that spectrum. You are being discriminated against. And to stand together is the only way that we can make sure our community is able to live in safety, in peace, in security and in freedom and to thrive. It's the only way that that can happen. I don't want to see only certain groups within our community doing well while everybody else is struggling. Because if one is struggling, we are all struggling. And because you may not be experiencing a particular discrimination at this point, it doesn't mean that that's not going to happen at some point in the future. Because things always change. Laws can always be changed in favour of those who think we do not have a right to love whom we love. The author of Yay, You're Gay, Now What? Riyadh Kalef is also a contributor to this book. The one thing I will say about We Can Do Better Than This is when I started reading this, there were so many people in here. In fact, to be truthful, I didn't know anybody in this book. And when I was reading it, the thing that I found to be marvellous was as I read it, I would Google the individuals and find out more about them, what they look like, who they are, so that I could put a face to the stories that I was reading. And Riyad Kalef, and I'm sorry if I've butchered that name, I'm really hoping I haven't. I really loved 
this story just so much that just the openness and the honesty of it. But the thing in here that I wanted to read to you from him was that I think what he says here is true and it is about the community coming together because we need for sure to be able to have each other's backs. But let me just read to you this section that he has here. Allyship isn't just for straight and cis people though, but for all of us, regardless of gender identity or sexuality. We have a crisis in intersectional queer allyship within the community that needs to be addressed too. White gay men who find themselves at the top of the LGBTQ plus privilege hierarchy have a duty of allyship to their trans, bisexual and gender non-conforming siblings that's often left unfulfilled. This has to change. It's also important that we as queer people make space for allies. 15-year-old me desperately needed someone to tell me I wasn't sick, crazy, broken or unlovable. How many of us can talk so freely about our experiences? Sometimes it's just so painful. In fact, often it's just painful and we have to find our way through. But this is what I mean about this book, them sharing their stories. And I agree absolutely with what he says here because it's because it's true. We do need to have an allyship with each other. And that's what I think this book can help us to achieve by looking at other people's stories and having an open mind, not reading them and being judgmental because we don't like people judging our stories. How do we feel when we're sharing a truth of our experience and someone tries to pull it apart and says it's not valid? Every single one of these 35 voices are sharing valid, important stories that can teach us as a queer community how to respect each other, how to develop an allyship. And yes, for those white gay men at the top of the hierarchy, which I just think is what the fuck, we need to stand together. As far as I see, there is no hierarchy. You want to put yourself at the top of the tree, that's fine. But when society is finished with those who are beneath you, they are coming for you too. And you would want your community to stand by you. And I do think that white gay men have a responsibility to stand by the rest of the community because we will stand by you. And it may sound like, well, you would say that because you're a black woman. Well, you know what? I would stand by you regardless because I don't like to see people marginalised. I don't like to see people being targeted for who they are. If you've never been bullied in school, if you've never faced any kind of discrimination, then you just don't know what it feels like. But people in this community, we know what that feels like when we are targeted. And I do think white gay men have a responsibility to to help instigate change because I do think you can bring about the greatest change by reaching out to those within the community who you have not yet met whatever your attitude is to different members of the community, is it right or is it based on a bias? Is it based on what your friends are saying? We need to come together because there is going to be a time and actually we are there already where, I mean, it's always been like that, hasn't it? Throughout history, there are always groups that that are targeted. At the moment, it just seems like 
trans people are the biggest target. But gay men, white gay men, you are going to need your community to stand by you. And I'm not saying this is every single one of you. There are many that do stand by the community that are doing their part. But there are enough of you that are happy to see black and brown people turned away from clubs to put shitty statements on your bio about the race of people you do not even want to look at, let alone touch. We are one community and we are only strong when we stand together. If one of our group is marginalised, we are all marginalised. And this book really does teach you what it's like for others. Laws can be changed that makes your life difficult. And if you have never, ever experienced any form of discrimination, then you know what? Yes, you're fortunate. You could walk down the street as a white gay man and people may not even know you're gay. Walk down the street as someone who is trans, someone who's black or brown, and they are less likely to get away with that. You are the ones I believe can help bring about the greatest change. And with the diverse stories in this book, I would recommend it to both straight and queer communities. And I think Amelia Abraham really has done a great job. And I want to just honour and thank everybody who's contributed. They have taught me a lot. So we can do better than this. Edited by Amelia Abraham. My absolute book recommendation. Something that I think is really important to communities to understand each other because at the end of the day we are all on this planet together and it is here for all of us and we all have a right to live in peace, safety, security and freedom because if one of us is held captive we are all captives. Thank you for joining me here on Talk to Touch on this book review. I will only ever review a book that I've read that I feel really strong about and this is definitely that book. So I'm proud to be able to have this as my, my first review. Wherever you are, please stay safe. Do not cook yourself in this stonking heat because that is not sexy. My name is Denver Shy. Thank you for joining me on Talk to Touch. Talk to Touch.